Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we have another AMA episode. That is Ask Me Anything. I'd love to answer your questions. And if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Mike in New Jersey. He says, with the rapid increase in prices, I'm finding the environment so much more competitive and it's getting harder and harder to find deals. Do you have any advice for someone who's looking to find deals in today's environment? Well, Mike, this is a great question. First of all, while the market becomes more competitive, I'm finding that deals are still out there. But before we can find a deal, we need to define what a deal is. It's a little bit like asking if the image on a magazine cover is beautiful. Whether the image is beautiful is in the eye of the beholder. For one person, that definition of beauty might be a 100,000 square foot warehouse at, say, an 8% cap rate. For someone else, it could be development land at less than $20 per buildable square foot. Recognizing a deal means really knowing your numbers, and you need to be on top of your market values in your local area. When I say market values, I'm talking about the hyper-local market values that apply in almost every market. It turns out that in situations of very tight supply like we have right now, the radius you can consider is usually expanded. But above all, if you're looking to establish new values in an area, the key is to gain control over enough of the area that you can convince the market of the prices that you are setting in the market. There's got to be sufficient scale to create meaningful and convincing data. Let me give you a simple example. Last year, I bought a property that's on the border of a fast-flowing river about 30 minutes outside the city where I live. The purchase was a bank sale, and yes, we got a good deal. But lo and behold, there were two other properties. The second one was an off-market deal of the property immediately next door. The negotiation started when the neighbor died. The family clearly wanted to sell the property, and the proceeds from the sale would be divided among seven next of kin. Because there was no will, the estate was forced to list the property on the open market and go through the probate process. But I had several weeks head start over the open market. I had already completed my due diligence by the time the property hit the market. And while it wasn't strictly an off-market deal, it had many of the characteristics of an off-market deal. And in the end, there were multiple offers on the property, and I paid 10000 over asking to secure the purchase. But the key was making the offer, but the key to having a winning offer was knowing what the seller wanted and in knowing my numbers. All of those discussions had happened prior to the property hitting the market. At about the same time, I started a dialogue with the owner of a property across the street. This house is also in physical distress. The owner doesn't want to do any further maintenance on the property. He's in his 70s and he actually has a farmhouse that he wants to restore. He wants to use the proceeds from the sale of this house to restore another farmhouse. So how does this small example help you? I could give you another half dozen examples that are similar. In each case, there's a special story surrounding the property. In each case, the finished product will not resemble the current property in its current condition. The vast majority of buyers in the market today are looking for properties that are move-in ready, and they're willing to pay a premium for it. It's a small percentage of buyers who are willing to redevelop a property, a small percentage of buyers that are actually willing to do the heavy lifting. So let's go back to the definition of a deal. I have a very clear idea of what the finished product will be and what it will sell for in today's market. Our team is hands-on involved in quoting construction projects on a daily basis. We can back up from the final sale price to determine the residual land value that we can afford to pay and still have a project that meets our profit margin criteria. I'm describing three different properties next to each other in the same neighborhood. And if I was just doing a single property, I would be less confident in the prospects for the area. 
but I know that value is often set by neighboring properties. So by controlling the neighborhood, I'm actually controlling the value for the entire neighborhood. Once you go through the effort to understand the local approval process, the incremental effort to do three houses is small compared with just doing one. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you've no doubt heard me talk about the buy on the line, move the line strategy. The core of this strategy is to transform enough of the neighborhood that you raise the value, not just for a single property, but for the entire area. We pioneered this strategy in Philadelphia during the depths of the Great Recession. Here, too, we found many off-market deals. Some were auctions, but the process was exactly the same. It starts with going into an area to get a deep, hyper-local understanding of the property landscape. And when you see properties that have been neglected or underloved, there's likely to be opportunity even in a hot market. But in a hot market situation, you're probably going to have to do larger projects than you would be otherwise looking to do. You're going to have to go after a little bit more aggressive projects where you raise the value for the entire neighborhood. But you'll notice that what I've described here is not just a hot market strategy. It works in almost any market conditions. I want to thank you, Mike, for an awesome question. And for the listeners at home, have a great rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.